Get your basics covered first with Isabella Wisniewska from Creators Media. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Isabella, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Uh, yes, so um, uh, I'm not going to say uh, anything fancy. If, if you expected that, then I'm sorry. Uh, my top tip is actually to cover your basics first uh, before starting doing the fancy things. And I'm not saying don't do it. Don't do the new stuff and the, and the nice stuff and the pretty stuff. Definitely, I'm not saying don't do that. But I've seen so many companies and brands and even like a big brands that... Uh, either haven't done SEO before or just done a little bit of SEO and then they try to do all these new great pretty things whereas they don't have their basics covered so um, they don't have their on-page content for some reason they don't have their technical aspects covered so like it, even the the things that we would we would expect to be done like um, getting rid of some old uh, old code and uh, something that we're not, not using anymore uh, this is usually not done and then they're trying to do all this great fancy, uh, how I, I like to call it fancy, it's like a new stuff that we didn't used to do back in the day. Uh, but it seems to not work or like, oh, why do we don't, why don't we rank? Why we did rank and why we're dropping, why we're doing this, yeah, where we just written the blog post or, or something. Whereas um, do your crawls, like do your technical audits, make sure your tech is like up to date and is, and is spot on. I do understand that there's probably no CMS that can handle uh all SEO recommendations, but uh, make sure that whatever you can do. So like, I think this is my favorite one because when I do, I do a lot of SEO audits and uh, when I see like, oh, uh, unused JavaScript, unused CSS, uh, pretty much every single audit that I do. And uh, this is something that we should really cover at the start, right? We should be getting rid of that before we push the website live. Um, Similar with uh, you don't have H1s or you don't have uh, or your titles are not optimized. These are the basics. These are like uh, SEO 101 that I was taught and everyone probably was taught when they started. Like, you know, do your uh, optimize your titles, optimize your headlines. And people, for some reason, stop doing that. Like, I understand and I know there are new things that tend to uh, work. And obviously that's great. But if we don't, we have to walk before we start running, basically. And uh, this is what I think people started struggling with a little bit because they want to do they want to do everything new, and they kind of forgetting maybe they don't have time, uh, but they kind of forgetting of okay so we can we can probably scrap the basic ones let's just jump to running straight away, and uh, yeah so I would say uh, definitely make sure make sure you you do that and make sure you educate your your staff as well uh, about doing this and not probably not only your SEO staff but even your PR people and uh, other people that should know how these things works. So this way you will you will really um, avoid simple mistakes that then you will have to go back and and redo. Okay, so the basics so far, we've got technical, we've got on-page, including H1s and titles, removing old code, including JavaScript and CSS, um, doing crawls and technical audits, educating staff, uh, including PR people there as well. So quite a few things there as well. Maybe diving in slightly greater depth in terms of what each one is and uh, any additional elements there. So for on-page, you talk about H1s and titles. Um, are there any other absolutely key elements that are on-page that are part of the basics that need to be right, first of all? 
Uh, so like all, all the ones that we uh, that we know that the basic ones or H ones uh, titles content on the page that's like that's a key that is missing usually because uh, whereas they the brands tend to have H ones and titles and maybe even alt tags uh, they maybe not optimized maybe they are optimized a little bit but usually they're missing content so some content on the page needs to be present like we we don't really want to just push the page without anything on it or with just the pictures on it unless it's like the absolute for the brand that it has to be this way so what's because the minimum then in terms of content for each page 200 words it's it's, it's really it, my favorite favorite every seo's uh, words right now be careful common yeah it depends <laughs> <laughs> it depends, honestly. It's you know I can't I can't say 200 words because it depends what what kind of business are you running and what kind of page are we talking. If we're talking a category page, 200 words is probably going to be enough because you're not going to write an essay about um, I don't know uh, red shoes for women, let's say. Um, you could do, but probably for the category page, this is not what people are expecting. So I would mm. say um, kind of try to think what people are expecting and what they want to see. If we write an article, for example, or like a research piece or, or more, more like an informati informative piece, then obviously we want more words. And then how many words? Uh, depends on the industry, depends on the subject. Just uh, make sure you don't like brag too much. Make sure it makes sense. Make sure it looks natural. But just try to do what people are expecting. Uh, to see, but we, we do need some content, some 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 sort of a content. It has to be appropriate for the for the type of the page, but we need some. And then, as I said, H1s, titles, alt tags. And what about H1s and titles? What's your um, go-to in terms of um, standard structure for that? Um, any particular length for H1s? Any particular form format for titles? Um, so H1s, uh, I know that some crawlers tend to like, um, tend to say like, oh, this H1 is, is too long. For H1s, I would say... Uh, just make sure that it's actually because sometimes, sometimes for example, people would use a, a blog title or an article title for H1. That makes sense. That makes like a total sense. Yeah. Um. So I would I, I would stick with that. Yeah. I wouldn't obviously if it like if it doesn't if, if it doesn't make sense make it shorter. Like make sure it makes sense for titles. Obviously we want to keep like under sixty uh, characters. So we want it to display properly in Google. So we want it. Uh, we don't want it too short as well. So we we obviously want it to. Explain enough that you have to remember that the title is what people uh, are seeing in Google search results. Yeah, so they're seeing a title and they're seeing the link and they're seeing um, a meta description as a basic and then sometimes a bunch of other stuff. But we want the title to actually say what they're getting into. Similar with meta description, even if the meta description is not the, uh, something that influences ranking, uh, but it does influence like click through rate because this is the first bit that people will read on your website. So um, below sixty characters, but like make sure it does make sense. So if, uh, I don't know, 30 makes sense, I would say it's fine. For, for me, it's like natural and what makes sense, what is, mm. um, you know, what is the most relevant or what people would expect. We have to remember that we have to do right by, maybe not, maybe that's a wrong wording. We have to think user first and then Google probably will be happy. If mm. we try to think Google first or like any other search engine first and try to like forget the user, they different times, they, they won't be happy. <laughs> and what about unused JavaScript and CSS? I, I prove, uh, presume by unused JavaScript, you're talking about things like tracking codes uh, for software that's not used anymore. It might be anything, honestly, but something like something like you said as well. Um, so I've uh, I've just took the the ones that I think that my favorite ones from from like the the, the crawls and the technical stuff I do. But um, honestly, just just do your crawl first, yeah, and make sure because you might have not 
you might have got rid of that on your JavaScript, but you might have something else. So uh, don't stick like the JavaScript thing. Just do the so technical crawl. So what's your favorite software for doing crawls at the moment? And what specifically are you looking for? Oh, my favorite is Sidebulb. Like I, I absolutely, I'm, I'm in love with that tool. Um, so uh, they they really, uh, I don't, uh, how do I say it? They, you can, you, you're really getting the value for what you pay for. You don't pay much, but you, you really, and you're really getting the value for it. Uh, they've got this, they're visually amazing. So I like Screaming Frog as well, and I do use Screaming Frog as well because they, they tend to have like a, a little bit of a different view um, on the website. But um, Sidebulb is, uh, if depends what type of clients you have or depends what where you work. But sometimes if you want like a nice visual or you're just like a more visual person and it speaks better to you, they're amazing, they're brilliant, honestly. And also I think they're good for like people who just starting out in the, in the industry or in technical because they've got this amazing library. You honestly can just click through from the crawler if you're not sure what what type of error you're you're dealing with, you just click through, and you've got this amazing huge articles and and resources that you can refer to, and you can understand it better. Even maybe not not only for the for the people who are starting, because obviously even if we've been in SEO for for ages, this is the industry that's still changing, and we might have uh, not worked with that particular type of client before, and we might not have this particular type of error, and now we can just click through straight away. We know it's exactly the same thing, so there. Absolutely amazing. Um, the only thing with Screaming Frog and with Sidebulb, they like a machine-based, computer-based. So if you're looking for a web-based crawler, then my go-to is DeepCrawl. Uh, they're slightly more expensive, but you can just like put it, get, get it going on the web and, and forget about it and come back, come back to it. Uh, so is there, is there a general rule in terms of size of site? And if the size of site is more than X number of pages, then you'd go for DeepCrawl instead of something like um, what you suggested? Um. I haven't honestly uh, dealt with that with that kind of thing that I would I would need to go to. The only thing that I've dealt with, but I actually had to jump from from Sidebull, but they, they dealt with that now was the Shopify websites. If the website was on Shopify, then uh, I had to use Deep Crawl because um, it's, Shopify has this thing that it's blocking crawlers, and if it's if the settings are not set properly, then uh, it takes honestly ages. And obviously, being computer based. Uh, that could go on and on and on, but they dealt with this now, and they um, they're pretty good at it uh, f- now as well. So uh, honestly, I, I wouldn't really. Uh, it the on, the only thing I can think of if 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 maybe haven't I haven't had this situation, but if maybe I had like a huge Shopify site, yeah, like absolutely huge, and then um, even if the settings were right, my computer based wouldn't be like, it would have to be turned on because honestly, I had situations when I tried to use computer-based crawlers and my computer was turned on for days and then internet <laughs> snapped. And then I came back to it and said, oh, sorry, internet connection was broken. I was like, God. So I had to turn it on again. So in that kind of situation, I would go for web-based, like for, for deep crawl, just in case. Uh, but I hadn't, honestly, I in after they dealt with, with their Shopify settings, I didn't have that kind of situation. Okay. And something else you mentioned was the importance of education and educating other staff in the business, including PR people. So let's take PR people as an example. So what should you train PR people about SEO? Because obviously you don't want to tell them absolutely everything about technical SEO because oh, it would just bore not. them to death. So, so what do you tell them in order to educate them? Uh, that's one of my favourites. Um, so uh, what I meant by this, I definitely didn't mean like make them specialists in, in SEO. But um, we have to understand that marketing, because SEO is obviously part of digital marketing, it, 
it works together. It has to work together. So it we've got different channels, but these channels basically got the same goal and they, they tend to work together. It's like for PR, um, we've got a piece on the website, yeah, that we probably want to rank and we want it to be optimized, let's say, yeah, but we also want it to work from the PR perspective. So the journalists are interested in it and that kind of stuff. So if we don't, if our PR team, I think that's the closest one, but also dev team should be educated a little bit in the technical as well. But for the PR team, if they don't have the basics, so that, as I said, like um, they're working, usually PR is working with the content team, like to, to make it like PR, you know, ready. And then if those people, content team and, and PR team don't have the basics and they don't consult the SEO, then we've got... Um, I don't know. Uh, I've seen situations like uh, they've written a piece that should be informative and like um, PR friendly and kind of not product focused that they try to uh, rank for uh, very silly keywords that it just didn't add up. It didn't make sense. So we just get these unnatural things that Google hates. So if our... Oh, Let's say we work in an agency. I work in an agency, so it's like easier for me to, to explain. If we work in an agency and we are a digital marketing agency, in my opinion, all the stuff should have at least a basic understanding. I'm not saying like a you know ability to do it, but like a basic understanding of what we are actually working towards and how are we going to achieve it. So like uh, we need quality con quality optimized content to rank for uh, in, in SEO, let's say. Yeah. So they understand that. Oh, OK, so we can't really we can't stuff with keywords, let's say. Or we can't do that because it's not quality. That kind of things. This is what this is what I mean. So we have to and similar for opposite for the SEOs and the PRs that what kind of content the PRs need at least like a basic, you know, overview. So we're not, so we're not making like back and forth, like, oh, but you do this, you did this. This is not good for us here. Oh, so what do I have to do? I, you have to do this. And just like, you know, wasting time, the back and forth going like, oh, we need that. Oh, but I didn't know you need that because I wasn't educated in it. Whereas if we, if we were similar with devs, so like with, with development teams, you, you've got this back and forth with, oh, this is, needed for SEO. Yeah, but we don't really want to do that. that. We don't think it's good. If they were educated a little bit in the technical SEO and how Google works and how other search, I always say Google because obviously they, well, like how search engine works, uh, they probably, we wouldn't have these conversations like, you know, oh, please do this. Oh no, we, we, we have all this other stuff to do. Why would we do this? We don't think it's needed. Whereas if they knew it's needed, if they were educated in it, they'd be like, oh, okay, we try to make time for it. That's, that's what I mean. So you've talked about several elements that you believe to be the, the basic um, side yes. of SEO, the, the, the basics. Um, it, are, are these basics likely to change at all? Um, I mean, uh, we're talking about 2022 here. What about moving forward 2023, 2024? Um, are we still likely to be talking about the same basic elements of SEO? I mean, um, everything can change. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not Google, but I think... Uh, we had this, like we had title updates and we had, um, I know meta description doesn't doesn't really uh, influence the, the ranking as such, but we had meta description updates, like, yeah, well, they had uh, 150 characters and we went to over 300 characters at some point. But I think like the core that we need the content, some, we will need a keywords somewhere, somehow, we will need quality content. Uh, that will remain probably, in my opinion, because they need kind of something they, they do need something. It's like, we've been hearing about links, that the links will disappear for, for, to be honest, I think since I've started working in SEO, which was 2013, I've been hearing things that, oh, they're not going to look at links soon. They, they, they're going to find someone else. 
uh, something else, and they didn't. The link, the, the, let's say quality metrics are changing. Yeah, so they want more quality and more quality and better and better and better things. But they still want this um, good PR around our website being a good links, good good websites talking about us. So I think the core, like a core basics, are not likely to like go away at all. They might be changing like stuff, uh, but I don't think it's gonna like go away completely. Okay, so if an SEO is hearing what you're saying and thinking, actually, I haven't done a crawl on my website for a long time. I've probably got loads of unused CSS and JavaScript on my website. There's lots of things that you've mentioned here that I probably need to be doing, but they're very busy. What's one thing that they will have been doing consistently for the last five years or so, and they're probably doing it on autopilot, it's not as effective as it used to be, that they need to stop doing in order to spend more time focusing on what you recommend? Um, so from, from my opinion, from what I've seen, uh, people tend to, for some reason, uh, tend to believe that uh, pushing out as much content as we can is the way to go. Because obviously we, we're shouting about quality content and Google like, like in fresh content and that kind of stuff. Whereas actually, uh, if you don't have time, if you have time to do quality content like every month, well, by all means, go ahead and do it. But uh, the first thing is the time, the resource, and then the ideas as well. So... Uh, if we we are better off doing one great piece of quality content every quarter uh, than actually trying to push, some people even try to push block like 500 words every week just to push out some content. And uh, I remember that tend to be a case, like people used to do it and all people used to do it, but it's just not, it's not that quality that users and, and search engines are looking for. As I said, if you've got ideas and if you've got time, by all means, yeah. But if you need to refocus on something else, or if you just have this one amazing idea, not 10, just do this one amazing idea and do it really, really good, instead of doing 10 of like, uh, yeah, maybe better, but I have to push something out, so I'll push it out. That's, that's great what I advice. Think. Great advice. Yeah, I like this website um, called Conversion Rate Experts, and um, they only publish one great piece of content every so often. I don't know how often it is. It's maybe just once a quarter or so. But when they publish it, they've got wonderful case studies in there, and they email their list about it, and they get a lot of social buzz about it. Um, so if you can create a lot of buzz, you'll probably get some natural links from that as well. And if you're creating one piece a week of average May content, you're not going to get that. Another thing we have to remember is uh, great pieces of content usually do need research, do need uh, more people involved. So like not just a copywriter writing of 500 words, it will have um, graphics and probably maybe some videos and maybe some like bunch of other people. And that takes time as well. So we, we kind of have to understand that as an industry, I think that it's okay to take some more time to publish something great. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, you can find Isabella Wisniewska over at creatusmedia.co.uk. Isabella, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>